Hey, 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 everybody. Today, I want to answer the question, can I get clients without a large following? If you haven't been around for a while, or maybe you just don't know how to grow your following, it can be very frustrating to figure out how to get clients when you hear all the time that it's a numbers game or you need to have a big audience in order to make sales. So that's what I'm going to answer today. Can you get clients without a large following? Stick around. You're listening to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. Welcome to Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast. And now your host, Melissa Jakubovic. Well, I'm excited to answer the question because short answer, of course you can. Everybody starts from somewhere and when you're just beginning, you probably don't have a big following unless you had a big audience from a previous business and maybe you switched your niche or you changed what it is that you do and so that audience carried over. But if you're just starting out, your audience is likely very small and that doesn't mean that you're doomed and destined to never have clients. Of course you can have clients and of course you can start to build that momentum as you grow your audience. But today I want to talk about the little things that you need to do and where you need to pull in your focus so that you can get clients even if you don't have a large following. So the first thing is to really understand what you do, who you serve, who are your dream clients and what is your niche. If you are able to get really, really specific with this, it will be a very fast-paced growth for you as far as how quickly you can get clients. If you're going to be very broad and very vague in your approach, that's okay, but it's going to be harder for you to get clients and over time as you're taking on these new clients, you'll learn what you like and what you don't like, who you like to work with, and you'll slowly narrow that down over time. But I highly recommend getting super specific right from the get-go so that you can just get those clients in the door. And then if that niche doesn't really fit you, you can always change it. Nothing is set in stone. So be really specific, nail down your niche, and know who you serve and what you create for them. What is that result, that transformation that they get once they work with you? Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Pretend you have one of those megaphones and you're screaming out on top of the rooftops what it is I do, who it is I help, what transformation I provide, and don't be shy about it. So if you're online, that means talking about it in groups. But if you're not online, that's also okay. Figure out where you can put yourself so that you'll be in front of your target market. Maybe it's the Chamber of Commerce. Maybe it's in front of health professionals. Maybe you do a lunch and learn at a doctor's office or a chiropractic's office. So put yourself out there. You don't need to be working on things that are not money generating. So what I mean is don't tweak your website. Don't make sure your website is perfect and beautiful. In fact, many of my clients come to me without a website and they still sign clients. So you don't need a website. You don't need to be designing all these beautiful flyers and handouts and business cards on Canva. That's not a money generating activity. A money generating activity is something that you do that has a direct result to getting clients, to generating money. So what I mean by that is put yourself out there in front of those people. 
Now, I want you to remember that there are lots of accounts that have millions and millions of followers, but that doesn't mean that those people are millionaires. So those big giant accounts don't necessarily mean that they're making money because their target audience might be hidden in a sea of a lot of people who are not their target audience. So it's much better to have a small tight-knit community of followers who are all in your target market than it is to have millions of followers just because the numbers look cool and none of them are the people that you can truly help. So you want to have a highly engaged following, even if it's small. That could be in a Facebook group. That could be on your Facebook business page. That could be on your Instagram page. That could be on your Facebook personal page. As long as the people that you are accepting into your world are your target market, you're going to be at a much better advantage than someone who just says, I want a lot of followers for the sake of followers. We call that a vanity metric. It really doesn't matter. All right. So I want you to think about how can I stand out as the expert in my industry, even with a small following? And the answer is you can lead. You can lead as the expert, as the community leader. So For example, if something happens and you talk about it freely and openly, you're doing really good to your audience. You're being vulnerable. You're showing them where you're doing well, where you're not doing well, what your downfalls are, your strengths, your weaknesses, and you're really sharing the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, if you have a massive following and you start sharing things that don't really fall well on your audience or just like major mistakes that you've done in your business, all these little failures that we all have, but you're doing it in front of a massive audience, you're really hurting your reputation because you're failing in front of a lot of people. I'm not saying that failing is bad. In fact, I encourage you to fail. But what I'm saying is if let's say your messaging is off or let's say that you aren't really specific with the result that you provide, and you're doing these things in front of a massive audience, you are now hurting your ability to show up as that expert in your industry. So it's actually an advantage to you that you have a small audience because those are the people that are supporting you and they love you and they care about you. And as you fail, you're only failing in front of a tiny sample of the people. So you can use that as market research to get better and stronger and grow your brand and change over time as your audience grows. So that by the time you have a huge following, you also have nailed down your offer, you've nailed down your messaging, you've nailed down your niche, and you just explode. So it's really awesome to use that to your advantage that when you have a small audience you could ask them questions you can try things out you can get their feedback and that will help you grow join my get clients sales sprint right now when it comes to running a business that is actually profitable many entrepreneurs find themselves making costly mistakes and leave thousands of dollars on the table each month In this interactive sales sprint, I will challenge you daily for three weeks with actions that get you closer to your next paid client and guide you through all of the steps you need to follow in order to have a business that actually grows your bank account. If you aren't profitable, you have an expensive hobby, and it's time to change that right now. Time to pay yourself the big bucks, my dear. Go to AbundantStrategy.com slash get dash clients dash sales dash sprint. See you there. Another thing to think about is if you do explode too quickly, 
and you aren't really ready, you might not have the systems to take on all the clients that are coming towards you. Or you might take all those clients on and you don't have the team to help support that growth. So people start falling through the cracks. People aren't getting a great experience. So maybe you've done an Instagram reel and it's gone viral and now you get a flood of people in and you haven't even thought of all your content yet. So you actually don't want the floodgates to open until you're ready. So understanding that this is a process, being an entrepreneur is a process and you grow over time, use that to your advantage. When you're small, do the things that you need to do as a small business owner to get things in place. So that when those floodgates do open, you already have those back-end systems, those foundational marketing systems built and ready, and you can serve all of those clients in a very seamless way. The other thing to note is that people need to hear things so many times before they're ready to buy in or opt in or reach out and talk to you. On average, it's between 7 to 12 touch points. So knowing that, Don't be afraid to show up and show up again and show up again and again and again. Now, if you're on social media, that means that you're posting content and then it dies after a while. So you need to go back in and you post more content and then it dies after a while. So you're constantly in content creation mode. Now, this is a good thing because different people are coming into your world. They may not have seen posts from two months ago because they're new now. So you can recycle your content. You can keep putting out new content. You can be what we like to call a broken record. Instead of feeling like, oh, I'm scared to say the same thing again because I just sound like a broken record. I feel like I'm annoying people or I'm bothering them. I want you to reframe your perspective here and I want you to say, you know what, I have something amazing to say. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be visible. And the people who are new to my world are going to hear it for the first time. And the people who have been here for a while, they're going to get those 7 to 12 touch points. And the people who don't want to hear from you, they're going to unfriend you or they're going to unfollow you. And you know what? That's good. You don't want those people in your world anyway. You only want the people who want to hear from you. So as you have a small audience, don't feel like it's such a small audience, I can't put good quality content out. In fact, yes, you do need to do it and you need to do it again and again and again. Now, if you are not in the type of mode of, create content posted on social, create content posted on social, you could create evergreen content. And evergreen content comes in the form of blogging and YouTubing, vlogging, uh, podcasting. This is where people do a search and your content pops up. Even an article on LinkedIn comes up in a Google search. So knowing that your content in this way, in this format, is going to be ongoing, it's going to be evergreen, then you want to take advantage of hashtags and keywords because that's going to help with your SEO. SEO, your search engine optimization, means that someone's going to pop in, let's say to Google, and type, how do I get healthy? How do I lose weight? How do I become a happier mom? Whatever it is that your clients are searching for. And your answers to those questions should be what you're blogging about and vlogging about and making podcasts about so that when they search that in Google, your evergreen content comes up, whether it's your YouTube video, your podcast, your LinkedIn article, blogs that bring people to your website, that type of content is evergreen. So you want to make sure you're using those keywords and the SEO because those people are looking for you. 
It's an inbound strategy versus the outbound strategy where you're posting on social media, maybe you're messaging people inside, you know, a Facebook groups, so you're becoming friendly with them, you're building relationships, and then they come to you. Both of these methods are very important and should be done simultaneously, but just be aware of which content strategy you're using and how to use it to be most effective. Another thing you can do is you can leverage other people's audiences. So go to people who have a little bit of a bigger audience than you and collaborate with them. Ask them to do something with you so that if you share a similar audience, their audience now wants to follow you. You can be a guest on someone's podcast. You can be a guest in someone's Facebook group or for a telesummit. You can be a guest blogger on their blog. It's a great way to do it. Now, if you're going to collaborate with someone who has a bigger audience than you, it's safe to assume that they may have a bigger team than you or they may have less time than you. So you want to make it as easy as possible to collaborate with them. So instead of messaging someone on Instagram and saying, hey, we have the same audience, I'd love to collab, that leaves the window open and the ball in their court and they probably won't play ball. So instead, make it super easy for them. Tell them what you want to do. Tell them why you want to do it. And most importantly, tell them how it helps them and their audience, not you. Especially if you're just popping into someone that you've never met before, you don't want to come at them with a pitch. Hey, I want to do this thing because I want to grow my audience. It's not about you. No one wants to help you. Sorry to break the news. But if you come in there and you say, I want to help them, how can I bring value to your audience that's going to give you a higher percentage of having people say, yes, I would like to collab. So tell them what you want to do. Hey, I want to collab with you. We share a similar audience. Would you like to, and insert what that is. Would you like to go live together? Would you like to do an Instagram takeover? Would you like to be a guest speaker on my training? Or I would like to be a guest speaker on your training. And just tell them exactly what it is you want them to do right away. The last two things I want to say are that you can always use referrals. Referrals are a great way to get your business up and running, even when you have a small audience. So by putting yourself out there and connecting with people who are either in your audience or have a similar audience as you or know people from your audience, those are great ways to get referrals. Even going to a networking event will help with that tremendously. And the last thing I wanna say is that if you're posting all this content and you're trying all the things and you're still not getting any hits, any bites, it's okay. People are lurking. They are watching. Even if they don't comment, even if they don't like, they are there, they're watching, and they're reading. There are plenty of posts that I do that get very little engagement, but I still have consistent leads and I still have consistent client flow because there are people who are messaging me who aren't comfortable commenting. There are people who have seen me post every single day for years and years and years and years and then out of the blue they reach out to me and they say I've been watching you for years and I'm finally ready and I had no idea that they were watching me because they never made themselves known so don't stop keep going build the momentum and slowly your audience will grow and it'll get easier and easier to get clients you've got this and I believe in you I hope this helps and I'll talk to you soon Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tips with Melissa podcast at www.marketingtipswithmelissa.com. Oh wait, before you go, I've got a super special invitation for you, so listen up. Join thousands of spiritual women, entrepreneurs, 
coaches, healers, and business owners in a cozy community to learn effective and aligned strategies to grow and scale your business through organic marketing and so much more. And for a limited time, when you join my free community, you will also get a free copy of my book, Abundance of Aligned Clients and Consistent Income. Join the Spiritual Women Entrepreneurs community at spiritualwomenentrepreneurs.com to claim all your free gifts. See you on the inside.